Hey, all you groovy cats and kittens out there, we want to thank you for listening to the show. If you want to help out a little bit, you can go to iTunes, search for Child Care Bar and Grill, and leave a comment and five stars. That uh, helps the show out a little bit. Here's the episode. Childcare Bar and Grill Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson. With me are co-hosts, Danita Dinger and Lisa Murphy. Why don't you order a drink, kick back, grab an appetizer, and join us for some childcare conversation. Hey, this is Jeff Johnson. Welcome to episode number 12 of the Childcare Bar and Grill Podcast. We're going to be talking about how to relax. Danita, what do you do to relax? Um, do you? Because your mind's like going a thousand, it's a mile most of the time. It does, but not on Thursday nights. I relax on Thursday nights. I relax on Saturday nights. That's my two times to guaranteed relax. Two times a week. And I relax. um, I don't know. Relax is a hard word. What do you mean by relax? How is relax different than decompressing? Because we just did a podcast on decompressing, you know. So what's the difference? But what if relaxing is your decompressing? It looks like my Thursday night when I'm relaxing and decompressing at the same time in my recliner, watching Grey's Anatomy. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm just relaxed. I'm mostly, re- I'm, I'm I don't know. What do you mean by relax? Do you mean like relax, like don't let things get to you? You know, like like a teenager yelling at her mom, relax. Is that what you mean? Relax. I'll go with that. When I am decompressed, I can relax. Okay. Does that make sense? I don't know. Because if I'm stressed, I have a harder time relaxing. I see relax as your tolerant level of where where you are patient-wise and all those kinds of things. And if I'm in a relaxed mood and nothing really is going to s- get under my skin, nothing's going to really bother me. Is that relaxed? Uh, maybe. Okay. I it, well, no. I, <laughs> You're the one that came up with this topic. <laughs> you know where we're going. I have no idea where we're going. We just write words on a page and then we start talking. Uh, and hopefully we can edit it into something listenable. Listenable, that's not a word. Um, it could be. I don't know. I, I think relaxed is... Just a state of mind, and I think a couple a couple episodes we were talking about your uh, your hipster hipster spinning class. Yeah, cycling. Hipster cycling. We don't use the spin by by Johnny G bikes anymore, so you can't call it spinning. Oh, okay, so uh, your your hipster cycling class dude uh, had you stressed out, and apparently it wasn't a very relaxing week for you because you had him and you didn't know it was right, crazy. right. And, and so I think relaxing is something that, it's a state of mind, I think, a relaxed state of mind. Mm-hmm. When you're tuned in and focused and, uh, and more able to be in the moment. Gotcha. So how do you relax? How do you get there? Just on Thursday nights? No. I think I do a good job of being there during my day. When I'm with my, my daycare crew and... 
I do a really good job, but maybe I stifle a little bit because then I'm not so relaxed in the evenings with my own kids. That's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I went through mm-hmm. years like that. I mean, we'd have days at the center where it was, I mean, a 12-hour day at the center, and we'd come home, and, and Tosh and I would barely talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very hard to relax at home when you're not speaking with your spouse. Well, yeah, well, I always, I mean, I'm not with Leroy all day long, so we speak just fine. But some nights I'm I'm definitely shorter, and I have a, you know, and I think it's because you've had to be patient all day long, and you've had to explain things like a thousand times and sit, repeat yourself over and over again, that when the business day is over and you're in your family life and you've been repeating yourself all day long, you just are done. You don't want to. So maybe I'm not relaxed. At all, ever. I don't think it's something that we really think about. Hmm. But I think people could probably relate to that, that you feel that, that you've done this all day long. And so at night, it's just like people just really, can I just say it one time and it work? Which is why we needed the episode on decompressing too, because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, when you've tried to keep that calm, that focus, um, that emotional environment going, you do need something to take the edge off because that stuff kind of builds up. And so what I've been trying to do, since we burned out the center um, for the last 10 years, what I've been trying to do is, is to keep that, that relaxed state of mind going all the time. And it's, it's hard to do. It's something I've, I've never completely 100% successful at, but it's something I've always got in, in my mind. It's, it's uh, Jeff, relax, take a breath. Uh, example, last episode. <laughs> which is uh, the paper towel holder, which, is, which is a which is a story that in live presentations there there's there's crying going on in the dash story, and every time I get into the dash story, you saw a bright shiny object in the room, and and part of me is thinking, wow, this is kind of pissing me off, and the other part is thinking, take a breath, we'll get through this, and, uh, and we did. <laughs> No, I did. I wrote something because I tend, that's why I interrupt because I'll forget if I don't interrupt. (laughs) So I'm not, I'm trying not to interrupt because I have something I want to say, but it can wait. But if I wait, it'll, never mind. I wrote it down. Keep talking. So the thing is, I mean, in, in our exchanges with other people during the day, I think it's important that we learn how to relax just in those moments because, oh boy, if you got a parent that comes in and they want something from you that you don't usually provide as a service in your program, whether it's, uh, oh, hey, look, Johnny's late and I brought McDonald's for him. And then Johnny sits and eats McDonald's junk in front of all the other kids, or they want you to stay open 20 minutes minutes later because they've got an appointment or those little things that are part of your day. Or, or they that. come with oatmeal. One of my friends, they come with oatmeal in the morning. This is not my daycare. This is somebody else's. And they're dropping oatmeal on your floor as the mom is talking. And you've talked to the parents several times about not bringing food. Please do not bring food. And they bring a freaking bowl of oatmeal and they're just dropping globs of oatmeal on your carpet. Yeah, it's got to be difficult relaxing in those moments. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the biggest things we can do as caregivers is figure out ways to to work through those moments in the most relaxed state that we can manage. And a lot of that is requires that we uh, do something that's very difficult sometimes, that we stop. We take a very deep breath and exhale. 
before we say that next thing that's in our mind. Mm -hmm. It might take five or six or ten of those breaths, but uh, stepping back from those situations and relaxing for just a millisecond might help you keep from going over your edge, might help you keep from biting somebody's head off, might help you keep from saying something that would just make the whole next two weeks harder on you. And so relaxing is something, it's it's a state of mind we should always be trying to bring about in our lives. And I think one of the hard things, speaking as a family child care provider where my business is right in my home, I don't have, um, I'm kind of envious of people who have a commute because to me that commute time is when you can find peace, have that just moment to to uh, go, go through your day process, maybe do a little decompressing and get into that relaxed state again for your family. And I think that's a, a big part of why in the evenings, and that's not every day, but there are definitely some days. And it's interesting if my son is down, down with me helping out, I'll look at him and I'll say, do you understand why some nights I just want you to listen the first time? Um, but I do think that commute, I mean, my, my commute, if I really take my time, could be about 10 seconds um, from work to home life. And that is just not enough time some days. You need that. You wish you had the commute so you could decompress. I think I figured out the difference between relaxing and decompressing. Uh, decompressing is what you need to do if you haven't been able to relax. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We haven't been able to make choices in the moment that keep us in a, in a calm, manageable, relaxed state of mind. Then you need to decompress to get back. There it is. There it is. You can either agree with that or not agree with that, but we'd love to hear you on the uh, iTunes comment section or on the Child Care Grill podcast page, which is ccbagpodcast.com. So I think relaxing has a lot to do with emotional environments, too. In, uh, in a lot of my books, I've talked, we talked about it in, in the book we did together, Let Them Play, uh, talk about the difference between physical environments and emotional environments. In the physical environments, I think a lot of early learning conferences and training focus on the physical environments, the block area, the dramatic play area, that kind of stuff. But the foundation for everything that goes on in the physical environment is the emotional environment. And we talked about this in the in the episode on decompressing, when the emotional environment isn't working, when you're stressed and out of sorts and kids are bringing in their own stresses and are all, all wired and parents are feeling that way, it's very hard to create a calm, focused, tuned in, in the moment environment for kids. So many people place um, so much importance on a safe environment. And everyone always thinks, like you said, of the physical side of safety, but there's also that safe factor that comes in an environment where you feel like your ideas are respected and okay, your um, requests are things that you need to accomplish, but whatever task you think you want to do are, are going to be okay. The way you do something is going to be accepted, even though it might not be the quote unquote right way, um, but creating that environment where children feel safe. And one short answer to a child or one comment made too loudly or, or too short or um, too um, harshly can undo that safe feeling that it could take weeks to get that safe feeling back into that environment again. So it's the emotional safety. Yeah. 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 I think in our, our program, we're down to, to our two little girls right now, just a couple more months, and they'll be off to kindergarten and 
and uh, we've had them since they were pups and raised them up from infancy and it's it's awesome because we're, we're very tuned in with them most of the time and and we've had the other day it's it's it warmed up to I think 18 degrees and they said Jeff we need to go to the coffee shop today okay lucky kids and so we bundled up and we walked into the wind of the coffee shop, which is five, six blocks away. And we sat and they had hot cocoa with whipped cream and, and, and muffins while I had my, my scone and my chai tea. And we chilled out in the restaurant. How many calories were in that scone? Oh, my gosh. It must have been 1,200. It was huge. I bet it was. Dang. <laughs> uh, and, and so we're just kind of chilling with each other. And we, I, I was thinking about it when we were sitting there. This is a great emotional environment we got. Um, it was also a great chance for, for Emma to practice using her inside voice. When she's four, she's, gonna be, she's coming up on five. And Lily, who's a couple months older, was actually telling Emma, 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 use your inside voice. And when another child... That's powerful. Your inside voice. You you know you need to use your inside voice. I'm not worried about kindergarten about anything for either one of them except for for uh, her driving her teacher crazy with the uh, the uh, loud voice, and it's it just kind of kind of carries. But I'm sure she'll get it under control. Yeah, I've got one of those too, and I in my relaxed, most decompressed state, I can just sit back and enjoy it because she is loving life like unbelievably loving life. And I just think, when do we lose that just zest? And I mean, when she gets loud, it is because she is just joy. Yeah. Pure joy. And sometimes I just have to remind myself, is it really all that important that they use an inside voice? Yeah. Yeah. You just, uh, I I recommend earplugs for the care. Mm -hmm. If you, if you you need to to manage the noise a little bit better, control that environment, put some earplugs in Here's Lisa. Relax. Calm down. Just just take a chill pill. You know what? When people say that to me, I absolutely hate that. I can't stand that. Relax. Just chill out. Dude, it's no big deal. Calm down. When I was little, my brothers used to do that to me. It used to drive me absolutely insane. I would get all agitated about something, and they would just look at me, and they would say, calm down. And, oh, it would just set me off. It would rile me up. I don't even know what it is. But now, as we're adults, I mean, every now and again, they'll, they'll like, say it again to me. And we're like, just calm down. And I'll be like, don't tell me to calm down. I don't need to calm down. And they'll be like, relax, chill out. And it just makes me absolutely insane. Because by all means, I, I get that relaxing is important. I get that. But, dude, don't tell me to do it. Because now it's, like, something I got to do. Um, my I have a very interesting, um, how would you say, oh, sorry, I'm a little distracted. There is a huge wasp that just flew into my house. So I'm going to pause. Actually, I think maybe I'll just leave it alone and keep talking. Wow. That's a how. Wow. Okay. That This is not allowing me to relax, actually. It's uh, causing a little bit of stress. I felt my heart rate actually increase and... Anyway, so um, I'm just going to walk in the other room because, of course, clearly if you just, you know, ignore the problem... It'll somehow go away and manage to take care of itself. So let's get back to the topic. Relaxing, relaxing, relaxing. I was starting to say that I have a very interesting approach to to this, to the concept of relaxing and the concept of of relaxation. My my definition, and it's not even a definition per se, but, but my description, when I think about a day that is set aside entirely 
for me to relax. Whereas, like, for some people, that might mean one thing, whatever, whatever it means to other people. To me, what actually fills me with a sense of relaxation is, is, is doing things, but doing things that are totally, like, self-initiated. Not, not obligations, not things I have to do, n- not, not work-related stuff, but a, a day of just tending to that which might give me pleasure just for the sake of being pleasured. That sounded funny. But anyway, like the, the thing that comes to mind and it was probably one of the best days that I, that I had had, I, I found myself waking up one morning and literally uh, had nothing that I had to do. There were no work obligations. I didn't have to pack for a gig. The emails were all caught up and I was like, Oh my gosh. And I, made a cup of coffee like I always do and I just started reading and and I read like the pile of stuff that had been accumulating and I found myself getting very relaxed while I was doing that um later on that same day I went to the grocery store and I was purchasing some stuff and I came back home and I cooked myself you know, a really nice meal. Cooking relaxes me. I, I tend to be a little bit of a foodie. And then, then the other thing I did during that day, and, and what makes me laugh about it is, well, I'll tell you that in a second. I went over to like, well, I'll say it. I don't know. Maybe we'll get in trouble, but I went to Home Depot because where I live on my street was across from a, a, a school, an elementary school, and there's an old school bus stop there that's not really used anymore. So it's like this little cutout thing. Anyway, it always gets tagged and it always is graffitied. And you know, if it if it's if it's not like entirely offensive, I usually will leave it alone. But there, this this was just nasty. I mean, some of the the pictures that were up, it was just it was just nasty. And it was in front of a school, and I was just like, dude, we got to take care of this. And every I had to ask school, come on, come on. So finally, I finally what I did is I just went over and um and I went to Home Depot and I told them what I was going to do and uh, bought some paint, and I spent a good chunk of the afternoon painting painting over that graffiti, and it was. You know, I, I don't know. The point that I'm getting at here is that it, it was very relaxing. And I, I told my sister, um, and she's like, hey, oh, my God, you know, you, you know, what were you doing today? And I'm like, you know, it was actually I had, I had nothing that I absolutely had to do. And, and so this is what I did. And she's like, geez, you know, your, your definition of relaxing is, is different. I have been told that my definition of or my experience or my description of, of being in a relaxed state is still more active than than most people. And I, I say that for no comparison really purposes, but but maybe just to point out that that everybody has a different, of course you know this, a different appreciation for for what it means to be relaxing. And, and, you know, there are days that I, I like, oh yeah, let's go. We'll get a pedicure and a manicure and go get a massage and have a couple glasses of wine. You know, yeah, that's great. Um, but sometimes then the stress of the money that I expended, um, kind of offsets and, and throws that, that relaxed state out of balance. I don't know if that connects with anybody, but you know, it it doesn't often have that same relaxing feel. You know, I, I have a friend who has a beach house and will go and hang out on the beach. And that is often relaxing. You know, everybody's, I guess that's really the point. You know, I can say it six different ways till Sunday. The, the, what, what I'm getting at here is just, uh, maybe being mindful that, 
you know, one person's definition of having a relaxing day might be very, very different from our own. And I know one of the messages that that Jeff and Danita are very much out there saying, and I'm very much an advocate of it as well, is that as providers and as teachers and as professionals in in this field, whatever it is that allows us to stay fueled up, it should be high on our priority list, whatever that might mean. If we approach our work in that kind of relaxed, present, mindful state, the whole day is going to be better, which probably at the end of the day leads to a little bit more of a feeling of, of relaxation in the sense that I'm not going into the next day all all stressed out. So whatever that might mean, relaxing, relaxing is a, I don't know, it's a tricky, it's a tricky word. Because I find if you, you know, if people say it to me in the wrong context, I, I get really unrelaxed and, and kind of actually agitated about it. Now, you know, how do I know when I am relaxed, you know, relaxed versus being stressed out? You know, is it a your one or the other? I don't think so. I'm just kind of bantering and walking around my house thinking about this. You know, how often do I feel not relaxed versus how often am I feeling kind of relaxed? And I don't know. Hmm. Is it a state of mind or is it a state of physicalness? Relaxing. Go relax and think about it. Kick, kick back and relax. It's time for drinks with Michelle. Hey, this is Jeff. We're back with another episode of Drinks with Michelle. This week's scenario. You're uh, working in Head Start. You've had a big blow up with the family. Uh, something going on with the parent. Anyways, at the end of the day, you're, you want to relax. You got to deal with it when you get back to work mo- uh, the next morning. But uh, how do you how do you just get yourself back on easy keel that that evening? What's the best drink for this? Well, that's the, that's the easiest scenario. That's where Jose comes in. Jose. Jose Cuervo. Jose Cuervo. You go home. Stop, well, on your way home, you stop by the store and don't forget your lemons or limes. Personally, a preference. Personally, mine would be lemons. You take the liquor store bottle of Jose. Okay, so are we doing Jose, are we doing shots? Or are we oh, yes, drinks? it's all about the shots because the adrenaline rush is still going from the fact that you've just had this major blow off the parent. So, therefore, you've got to de stress. So, you go home, you get everybody taken care of. It's all about the family. Get them taken care of, get them settled, <coughs> while your bottle is chilling in the freezer, best way to have it. Good. That is a good tip. Some yes. some amateurs wouldn't know to do that. Yes. And yes, you should always freeze it first, because if it's very cold, it goes down a lot quicker. So, therefore, then, after everything is settled, your life is good, your adrenaline is still going. Because now you have time to ponder what just happened. Because we all go into the caretaker mode when we go home. Absolutely. To go into our families, especially when you don't work in your home. So therefore, you're going to get that bottle chilled, and all you're going to be thinking about during dinner is the bottle's chilling. So then, you grab your shot glass. If you've got a spouse, you grab them with you. Get them one, too. Very romantic. It's all about the bonding process. Then, get those lemons cut, and it's on. I'd say, depending on the battle and the blow-up that you get, four to six shots, because then you'll go to sleep. Because most caregivers that I know... Their brain's still going when they're sleeping. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's, hard, it's hard to shut down. So um, am I assuming you, you you shower, put on your jammies before you get this started so that uh, you, when you fall asleep, you're... Uh, it's a half and half thing. First you take a couple of shots, de-stress, then you get your shower. Then you uh, come back and do the other couple of shots. 
Ah, that's why we come to you for this advice, Michelle. Thanks. This has been another episode of Drinks with Michelle. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This has been Drinks with Michelle. And so uh, relaxing when, you, when you're unable to do it during the day and you're stressed out and we carry that home with us, sometimes we carry that into our, into our personal relationships with our spouses or our sweeties, and, and that can be kind of kind of tough too. Uh, back in the center days, Tasha was my assistant director for, for a bunch of years. And so I would, yeah, how could you, could you imagine working with somebody like that and then going home? Um, and as a director, I was running around going to meetings and United Way budgets and all that kind of Ugh. stuff for all the funders. And, Who had to do the food program paperwork? Uh, and, and so I'm out of the building a lot. And so she's handling the day-to-day stuff for the center a lot more than she'd want to because she'd probably prefer to be doing doing kid stuff. And then there's all, I mean, I was I was the director of a center with, at, at the most, we had 26 staff. So I'm, I'm one dude usually with with a, a staff. Every once in a while we found a, a work-study guide and that was great. But mostly women, I, I mean, I thought, apparently I just got an email. I thought I was the boss, but I mean, there's no way that's true. And so she she would be embroiled in all the, all the, stuff that goes on in a child care center staff with that many people on it and if you've been there you know what I'm talking about and I was kind of away from it I didn't have to deal with that and and so we had some some real tough times relaxing and tuning into each other during the, the last couple of years well you were both coming from being stressed by different reasons yeah usually it was it was me stressing her out and see she knew she knew she was stressed and burnt out and I I had no idea it was happening to me well, Until I hit, well, I'm a guy, I'm well yeah, you can't multitask, so why would you be able to figure out you were burned out? And again, multitasking is a myth. Read up on some Dr. <laughs> John Medina. Brain is the book. He's also got some great videos to talk about. Or you can read the Danita research. I'd stick with Dr. So how do you know when you're when you are relaxed, when you're tuned in, when you're in the moment? How because I can enjoy the fact that Avery is love and life. I love those moments when you can just look at it and think, This usually drives me nuts or sometimes this drives me nuts, but look at look at that. I mean, she's got the giggle, this giggle that is so deep. I wouldn't be surprised if her feet are smiling. I mean, she just has this boisterous laugh about her, this I mean, she just Yes. So, and she is not anymore when she's in that moment. She's not at Nita's house. She is so far in her imaginative play and just so lost in the moment. That's when I know I'm really relaxed. Another thing they call that is flow. Those moments where you you lose track of time, Mm -hmm. you lose track of, you know, an hour. Oh, I love those mornings where all of a sudden it's 10 to 12 and I haven't even started fixing lunch. Mm hmm. Get totally tuned in and and consumed by what we're doing, and I think we need more days like that in early childhood. A person almost needs to write those moments down, how it happened, what happened, how it felt, so that you can somehow find a pattern in order to find those moments more often. Yeah, you got you to pay attention to what puts you there, and and most of us don't. We get so busy going from one emergency to the next emergency, from one situation that needs dealing with to the next that we, we don't step back and think about how we're doing the job and, uh, and we lose out on, on maybe a little bit of personal research that we could be doing along those lines.
And if you're listening to this and you've never had one of those moments we're talking about, it's time to really start you need, you need figuring a, out why. You need a puppy or a kitty. Puppies, and if you um, if you don't like them, that wouldn't do it. But, mm. uh, Tasha, I've been listening to, I, I listen to Tasha. Maybe you need a random paper towel holder on your wall. Yeah. Tasha, she's uh, she was giving uh, our grandbaby Bunny a bath the other night, and they're both just giggling. And they're singing going on and baby giggling, and, and I can tell they're just totally caught up in that moment. Uh, we have these, we have these moments. Um, it's, you, you get lost when you're in a moment with your sweetie pie or with your own children and, or, or, or lost in a good book, those kind of things. And we, we do, like Danita said, need to figure out ways to recreate that experience in our early learning programs because kids need to know what those things feel like. And if they're, if they're constantly rushing through their lives, they, they may not know that. Well, I think I think they start mimicking your behavior. So if you're a stressed person and you're not relaxed in the moment, th- that's going to be reflected in them. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. You can find me at explorationsearlylearning.com, Danita at playcounts.com, and Lisa, the ooey gooey lady Murphy at ooeygooey.com. Tune in next week. Bye-bye. Um, just a follow-up to the uh, big wasp that distracted me and interfered with my relaxing. Um, those of you who are so inclined will appreciate that I, I, d- I really try not to kill anything like that. I don't, I'm the one that scoops up the spider and puts it outside, and that's me. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a smasher, um, except for flies. I'll, I'll kill a fly. But anyway, um, just so you know, I did my, my wasp trick, which is that you poke it with the end of your broom, and it attempts, not poke it, you know, but you, you catch it. It tries to sting it, and so I caught it on the end of the broom, and then I put it outside. So just in case anybody was wondering. I know some of you are still thinking about the wasp the whole time we were talking. All right. Thanks, Jeff. That's it. That's all I got. Bye.